Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Craig Burley and Stevie Nicol. Now, we spent a lot of time over the last couple of shows having a go at Chelsea, saying they pretty much didn't have much of a chance against <laughs> Aston Villa. So, inevitably, they would go to Villa Park and put in arguably their best performance of the season, beating Aston Villa convincingly by three goals to one to book a place in the next round of the FA Cup. Uh, How did this happen, Greg? Well, I don't know. Because they were really good. They were really good. Villa were really bad. Yeah. And I think the combination just made it a, 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 such a, an, well, such an easy night in the end for Chelsea, which was completely unexpected because everything they've done this season pretty much has been, been hard work. Uh, off the back of a, you know, losing four goals to Wolves at the mm -hmm. weekend at home, uh, the bad defending, the poor attacking play, Villa not been as good recently, but just come off the back of 5-0 against Sheffield United. They've only lost once at home. That was Newcastle. You thought, right, this is Villa going to pick up the bat and again, second half of the season, put their foot down. No. They were terrible. Chelsea played some great stuff and Fernandez in particular in the middle of the park got the run of Villa Park. And, you know, this is a great shot in the arm for Pochettino off the back of some really bad performances. Yeah, Frank, you've seen a lot of those performances, uh, of course. Today, very much the exception. Yes, exactly uh, what I thought when I saw it. And I said, wow, so unexpected and uh, what a great performance. Yes, the Villains didn't play well. But this may be due to uh, what Chelsea offered today to, uh, uh, to their fans. They, they, they pace up their game. Uh, they, uh, they try to be more direct and they stop maybe thinking too much. And, uh, and that tiki-taka that we, uh, we got fed up because he brought nothing, they went to something again more direct and they were very effective at front. You know, the, the goal from Gallagher, the, the header from Jackson was perfect and the beauty at the end of the free kick from Enzo um, uh, achieved, you know, the, 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 perfect, uh, the perfect evening. Um, I'm not getting crazy because, of course, we need more evidence that uh, they, they back. Um, it was maybe a very good day for Chelsea and a bad one for, for Aston Villa. But uh, we need confirmation. But it's a very nice step to, uh, to better days, that's for sure. You can only beat the side that's in front of you, really, Stevie, at the end of the day. Yeah, and even Chelsea, the way they've been playing, no question, could be a team like Villa. I mean, this is a complete head-scratcher. You know, there's one thing to play a game and to lose it. But there's one thing to play a game and lose it in the manner they did. I mean, this was, a, this was an FA Cup tie. You've got a packed house. You've got a, a, a fan base that can't wait to get behind you. But you give them absolutely nothing. And it was absolutely nothing from the start yeah. till the 90th minute. The 90th minute they started when they got the, when they got the goal. That is a complete head-scratcher. I mean, it really is. And, and you've got to question who and I, Emery. We're always, we're always seeing how great he is with his tactics and everything else. This, to me, was about man management. How could he not get his team up for this game? Because that, that, they weren't up for this game. And then you get a chance to get them in at half-time. You get a chance to get them going, and they come out. And there's not an awful no. lot of change. He didn't make any changes. Question is, do you give them a kick up the backside at half-time or do you make changes? So we thought, OK, he's kept them up the backside, he's going to give them a chance. And it, was, it just basically, after five minutes, went back to what it was in the first half. And what did he do? Nothing. He did nothing to, what, 70th minute? So, yeah, this was, this was awful and a complete head-scratcher. The fact that in a fourth-round cup tie at home, there's no, there's no intensity. Strange. 
Apart from the the, uh, the goalkeeper Petrovic, we did the game live, as you mentioned, and, and, and the 30-minute build-up. I have to be honest here. Apart from the keeper, we pretty much went through every Chelsea player. Yeah. Like a dose of salt. I think had to go the goalkeeper as well. Did you? No, I didn't. You said he was a rookie. I said he was... I mean, we I went... Said he was a... <laughs> we went through the whole back four. Yeah. We went for Thiago Silva, who's 39, but not really, you know, that's... There's a different sort of story with him. We went through Caicedo and Fernandez's lack of controlling games. Uh, Jackson's form, uh, you know... Two centre-backs. I suppose Gallagher... You know, Gallagher's been a talking point. He's worked hard. Would he stay? Would he go? He, I, he's a grafter. <laughs> I don't really see this big, oh, if we lose Conor Gallagher. But, but anyway, we went through the whole lot and said, listen, they've got Palace coming up. They've got City coming up. They've got uh, Tottenham coming up. And then they got Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final. What was going to happen if they got a complete pasting in this game? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... That was the build-up to, like, how are Villa not going to win this? How are Chelsea going to survive a thrashing? And what's Pochettino going to say after the game? It'd have been hard to put up any other argument beforehand. And so for Pochettino, from their perspective, looking at that schedule that I'm talking about coming up, yeah, it's one win, but at least it gives them some confidence and him maybe some time away from, oh, you, you know, you're under, you know, are they going to sack you or... How are you going to pick the players up for these big games ahead? At least now, there is something to cling on to with this performance. He's getting, that, asked, he's getting asked different questions now because of the word. And, and, but the only way it goes forward if they t- is if they take this forward. Yes. Yeah. I mean, no point in going to Crystal Palace, who are, also, who are struggling, and Roy Hodgson sort of teetering, playing poorly and losing, and then it all sort of falls away. So... It was a great night for them, the best of the season. I think he said that, certainly in my eyes. I don't remember them uh, playing better against what you would call one of the top five or six sides, away from home on the road. But how do you bottle that and say, right, we take this to the next game, we dominate, and then we move on from here? If he can't do that, he's got problems. If he can, he's got half a chance. And of course, he came under this under such spotlight because of what happened against Wolves, Frank. And then the Enzo Fernandez story that he wanted out. And then, of course, Thiago Silva, his girlfriend, wife, tweeting out and then falling out, suggesting between Silva and Pochettino. What does this tell you about the belief that this squad has of their coach to go and put in that sort of performance with everything kind of crumbling around it? Well, you know, when everything goes wrong, you have a target and the, the, the biggest target and the easiest one is the coach and uh, players are starting to, uh, to uh, criticize the, the coach, thinking that the tactic is not good, the, 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 the choices of the, even the players are not good. And, um, but you, you have to, to, to take care of everything that people are seeing in the media, if, if the... Uh, Thiago Silva's uh, wife really say that or not, you know, I'm not sure about that. So uh, Thiago Silva already has, uh, has already been in on the bench and not because of uh, his wife's comments. It's just because it was a tactic and because he's 39 and he needs the rest. And I think it was more of that. And when he came on, I saw Pochettino, you know, putting his hand on his, on his uh, shoulder, talking to, uh, they were talking to each other. I didn't feel a tension between them. Um, what about Enzo Fernandez? I don't believe it. You know, again, 
In other words, all stories behind the scenes and you don't know what is true or, or, or what is fake. And uh, I want to believe what I see on the field. And, and today, if the players wanted Pochettino to be sacked, they wouldn't have played like that. They would have uh, right. let the game go and, and, and it, would have been, it would have been out very quickly. They, they fought and I think there is a change of spirit. And Pochettino has to learn that from that game. They didn't try to be in control of the game. They are, uh, the villains had two chances at the beginning of the game. It could have been a different scenario. But they took the risk of being a little bit open, I'm talking about Chelsea, to get into counter-attack and, and to score goals. And when you play away from home against Aston Villa, it's the way you have to do. Don't try to be in control of the game. Don't try to make 800 passes. Just try to score goals. It's what they try to do. And maybe it's a philosophy that they have to... Uh, to learn from and 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 be maybe more uh, used to that maybe I'm sure uh, at 39 Thiago Silva will go over anything somebody said yeah. or not said it's not ideal but it's one of those listen just just sort of stay out of it it's not an ideal scenario but uh, I was expecting Disasi and Badia Shield to be given a torrid time by Ollie Watkins he, they they were not uh, that was uh, a big surprise. The other thing being is I think the big winner looking at this game is 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 Tottenham and Ange Postacoglu. Right, with regards to Villa's form. With regards to Villa and, you know, there at the moment is Tottenham and probably Villa. Maybe you could throw United as a long shot if they can... But, but Tottenham and Villa sort of going head for head. Villa looked to me and have a little bit recently, although I didn't expect this result, but they've just looked a little bit more jaded recently. Yeah, they beat Sheffield United 5-0. That was over at halftime when, when they were 4-0 up. But there was the loss at home uh, to, to Newcastle. There was the draw at home to Sheffield United. There was the, the lacklustre away performance in this tie at Stamford Bridge mm -hmm. uh, that, that produced the replay. So there has been some a little bit of lacklustre. You get the 0-0 at Everton as well thrown in there. They beat Burnley. They beat, they beat, they beat Middlesbrough. They lost at Man United. So they haven't been they haven't been as sharp, and so I think the, the signs are there, and they didn't really replenish in, in, in January. They signed Rod, Morgan Rodgers from Middlesbrough, so they, they, Frank, I know Chelsea played well tonight, and that's, there's nobody taking anything away from Chelsea because they're having a bad time, and this was a great result, but I, I honestly felt Aston Villa were extremely, extremely poor tonight, and they did not look like a side that are going to challenge for the top four this season. I agree with you, uh, uh, and they were very poor because, as everybody, I think, before the game, they, 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 never, they, they would never thought that, that uh, Chelsea would play that way, and they would never thought that they would react that way. Everybody was thinking that it would be given for, for the villains because Chelsea was so poor against Wolves, the game before, the game before, losing every game. So you say, OK, they're going to come their head down, and we're going to finish them. That's what they thought. That's, that they thought uh, it would be easy for them. It would be an easy game. And when Gallagher scored, they weren't able to react because they weren't ready for that. You know, we play, we've been players. We know how sometimes we feel that the game's going to be uh, a, 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 given, a given one. But if it doesn't go the way we thought, it's, in, it's impossible to react. And the villains didn't prepare. It's why I agree with Steve when he talked about man management, man management. It, they weren't prepared to uh, to fight for that game. What's interesting, Stevie, now 
three wins in their last nine matches, one in five, however you want to sell it. You always say it's easy coaching when things are going well. Yeah. It's when you're in that blip to Good try right. and get them out of it. Yeah, we've, you've got to figure out the reasons, you know. And, and Craig's talking about being jaded. That, that, to me, so far would be the main reason. Right. The f- the that's, fact not gonna, that's not going to resolve itself. Well, that's, any, not, that, that's not good. Soon. That's not good because if, if your legs are tired, then no amount of coaching or tactics are going to make up for that. But on the face of this performance, I would have to agree that that looks to be the answer. Because a team that, a team that has legs can play a half of football badly and be outplayed and outthought and outfought. But a team with legs can get roasted up at half time and come out and show that they've got legs and show a bit of fight and desire. But when you don't have the juice in your legs, you get what we saw in the second half. And that was not intensity, it was not fight, it wasn't desire. That would be the worry for me. I, th- I, think, I think it's very easy to get carried away with how good Chelsea played. Mm. But it's only one game. I think more worryingly, if you're, a, if you're Aston Villa, you're worried about how poor you were and for the reasons behind it. Bubakar Tamara was, uh, Kamara was terrible. Telemans was ineffective. But th- those are two players that he can, and he has done, t- he can take them in and out the side. Yeah. Right, for injuries or dropping them or resting them. The, the main concern would be that the driving engine behind Villa this year, for the main part, has been Douglas Louise and John McGinn. Right, two different players for, for uh, two different facets to their skill sets and blah, blah, blah. But they two were so far off the game tonight. You know, Douglas Louise has controlled a lot of games this year. Hardly saw him on the ball, never won a tackle. John McGinn is normally everywhere. Winning tackles, busy, getting in the box, getting on the end of stuff. Doing a, doing a little bit of everything. Got taken off, hardly saw him. That's the worry. These guys have played a lot of football. It's not the biggest squad, uh, but it's one that they have to deal with. And it just looks to me as if uh, he might have to find a different way and maybe with some different players uh, to give one or two of these guys a little rest to go again because that was very unlike uh, Villa tonight. And very unlike Chelsea as well, I suppose you could say. Uh, Here's Mauricio Pochettino with Alexis after the game. Mauricio, congratulations. What a difference a couple of days make from the last two games in the league to this performance. Did it surprise you even a little bit? No, no surprise. I think it was similar to Liverpool, but we didn't score because uh, the referee didn't concede the, the penalty. And then the, the, the game changed. Um, and today I think we start well and we score. When we score, the team started to play really well and was very comfortable on the on the pitch. Um, yeah, so please, so please, because yes, the feelings always is are different when you win. And then, of course, after the last two results, like I said, you know, you, you see the frustrations with the players. You've had to say that it's important to stay together. What have I suppose your talks uh, been like with them to result in what we saw today? No, I think we were talking a lot. Only a few days to talk. Um, yes, it was nice uh, to be all together. I see the feeling. I see the the energy from the player that they wanted. To you know, to bounce back and to and to change, you know, all this energy that wasn't great after Wolverhampton, and that is why I am so grateful and so happy because I think they did a very good job. And then now 
the important thing, of course, is to build that consistency so that we see this more often. Did you see anything today that could suggest that you can build on this? Is this exactly where you want to be, how you want Chelsea to play? Of course, I've seen too many good things. I've seen to play again a team and dominate and, and, and didn't concede too many. You know, uh, only in the last 10 minutes we conceded a few chances, but I think we didn't control the game and make us very pleased because I think it's in the way that we want to play, it's in the way that we we need to play and, and of course now is the challenge is to be consistent. Mauricio, muchas gracias. Felicidades. Muchas gracias. Mm. What Liverpool game was he watching? Is <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah, it the one where Liverpool had 28 on goal? Uh, but overall it makes things a lot easier going into that Palace game now, doesn't it? Than if they'd lost this match. Oh. But it's about making it this... Getting this momentum going. Yeah, absolutely. Which is easier said than done. Yes. Off the back of one result. If you remember Liverpool last year when they were having their struggles, we kept saying, remember they beat Man City and we were at home and we are like, right, that's it. That's the season going to kick on. It never it happened like several times. You're going, right, it's going to kick on now. Uh, but it, it never did. So it, it, it's not that easy to just keep, you know, if you're not in that winning run uh, mentality. If, uh, but look, it's certainly a hundred times better to go into this game on Monday at Palace, away from home at Selhurst, with this performance in the bank, rather than another dreadful one. Can I just say that if there's one person who's not going to be carried away with us, it's going to be Pochettino. Right, OK. Listen, because if you watch this game, you, if you saw his face after they, after they took the lead, he, he, he wasn't doing an Arteta, he wasn't punching in the air. You can see <laughs> in his face, you can see in his face, he's like, OK, this is good, but... There's a, there's a long, long way to go here. Sure. So, if there's one man who's not going to be carried away, it's going to be Pochettino. He, he knows the problems he's got and he knows that one game doesn't clear the whole thing at the road. So then, Chelsea will play Leeds in the next round of the FA Cup. We learn also that it will be Nottingham Forest who will take on Manchester United. The lineup is then complete for these FA Cup fifth round games. Uh, they'll be played at the end of February. Uh, meanwhile, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas? <laughs> Frank Thomas. <laughs> Dad Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my granddad. Uh, Thomas Frank uh, would be talking about Ivan Tony's uh, future. I just say what I see. That's it. Uh, it's that, a, is it talking about Ivan Tony? Tony Ivan. Tony Ivan. Tony Ivan. Uh, it is relatively obvious that Ivan Tony will probably be sold this summer. We also know what he's worth. I don't think there are many strikers in the world who are better than him right now. Personally, <clears throat> personally, as a coach, I prefer to keep Tony, but one day it could be fun to see him on a top team. Uh, Frank, well, but Frank is still with us. Uh, he's only just back after this long ban and all of a sudden there's not many strikers in the world better than him. I mean, that's a bit of a statement. It's pretty good, isn't it? Everyone should have a little ban. That's a, bit a lot of a, better. I suppose it's like trying to sell a car. You give it a good polish and clean up and, uh, you know, try and... Trying, but don't drive it for a few years. Yeah. Where you go with that analogy? Put a Bible in the in the and love coming. Do anything. I don't know where I'm going with this. Who's I'm it? in Tony. There's oil underneath the car. <laughs> that gives it away. Doesn't it? Where should he go? Ha! <laughs> how, lo how long is a piece of straw? I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's a handful. Who should fight the hardest to get him? Who needs him the most? Oh my God! How, I, mean, that's, I mean, who's right? <laughs> who are who are in desperate needs of strikers? You may argue Arsenal. That I wouldn't say it's desperate. Right. Uh, Chelsea are, for sure. Uh, maybe Tottenham. 
Although there is a guy in really good form there. Yeah, Richarlison. No, but I think long run, long, uh, over the long period, I think they will be in the, the hunt for a striker. Because uh, he can play several positions or, or in, you know, we can talk about his form. So I think they will be in the hunt if we're looking at England. Uh, do I see him going to Arsenal? I don't, I don't really see that, to be honest. So you'd say Chelsea, probably? If I was Chelsea, I'd have to ask myself the, a question. If I want to be back amongst the big boys, right, which is, if they're spending that kind of money, that's where they want to be, is Ivan Tony going to be the answer? Right. Right, and really? Is, that, is he at that level? You tell I, me, is he? I, I don't think so. No? No. I'm, I'm, I'm with Craig. I don't think he is, but it's very difficult to argue with the stats. I mean, the guy's goal-scoring record in the Premier League is really, really good. So that's really hard to argue with. I, I, would, I would think he fits better at Tottenham. I don't think he fits Arsenal or, or any of those teams. I think Tottenham's a good fit. Now, Richarlison right now is on fire. I've told you, I don't think he's going to be able to keep that up. Um, you could have him up through the middle and you could have him Sons back and you play him back where he was with Harry Kane on the left. I, I think Tottenham would be the best destination for him. I don't, I don't believe Liverpool, City or Arsenal is a place for him. I think Chelsea will go for a bigger... So an Osman. Somebody with more perceived gravitas, you know, big Osman, big name. I think that's where Chelsea will go. I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm with Stevie and that's why I mentioned Spurs. I think, and I have no idea what Postacoglu will do, but I, I could see him fitting into that side uh, more so than any of the other teams. What do you think, Frank? Well, I think it's a possibility that Ivan, uh, Ivan Tony doesn't stay in England and go to uh, somewhere else. And um, yeah, Chelsea's going to try to uh, to get him. Maybe Tottenham, but with Richardson uh, um, coming back at his best, you know, maybe they won't need anybody. Um, but, you know, because Mbappe is leaving for Real Madrid, I don't know what Osimenez will do, but there is a, there is a room for, for Ivan Tony playing with Dembele and Barcola at front. That could be very interesting and he can be served and well served and score goals. So that could be an option for, for PSG and also Ivan Tony. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, I see, I, I see Chelsea or Arsenal uh, looking for him. Because, um, because you know the Premier League and because they kind of need more Chelsea than Arsenal, uh, a striker for sure next season. Well, why doesn't he fit Arsenal? Why no, I'm not saying he doesn't fit Arsenal. I could just see him going to Tottenham. I could just see him, see him going... I, don't, I just think the way they play... Uh, I don't know if he's really looking for an out-and-out striker. Right, Arteta. I mean, I know everybody's calling for it. You know, every, everybody in the dog. Oh, he needs, a, he needs this. He needs that. He needs a straight. He needs sort of number nine, somebody in the box. I'm not convinced, and we know he's a bit of a an oddball when it comes to like Arteta. That is, when it comes to signings, he's got a different mindset. It seems about the way this game is that it's, it's sort of his way or the highway, and I, and I and I don't believe that that he believes. I think he thinks you can go with Jesus or Havertz up there that he did against Liverpool. Or, or somebody like that that's floating around and doing different things and he'll get goals from, from other places. And they didn't, it, it seems to me on the face of it, they did not push in January for, for somebody to come in and back up, whether it be short term or not. So I, I don't, 
I've got just a, a feeling I've got. I don't think you'll go to Arsenal. Uh, just a reminder, ESPN FC, where we are with you every single day. Uh, be sure to join us. Myself and Craig will be back tomorrow. Jan joining us as well. As we start, Frank Thomas here. As we <laughs> Frank Thomas. As we start to uh, turn our attention to those big games this weekend, including Bayer Leverkusen against Bayern Munich. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We've seen some strange decisions, haven't we, from the officials this season. This is one of the strangest. Uh, Vito Hockey here would get a second yellow card. Right, uh, what, what have they done? Nothing. They, nothing. They're not overturning <sighs> Well, he was trying to flick... Uh, actually, that was the guy coming in with the stud. He tried to flick the ball over the defender here. Yeah. You look what he was trying to do. Yeah. Now, he might catch him slightly with his studs trying to do so. He wasn't trying to commit... He wasn't trying to do the defender... He was trying, as I said, he was trying, he saw the defender coming and he was trying to flick the ball over him. Now the defender got there before him. But I'm asking. Should have been a foul the other way. The defender's got his foot up. Yeah. But the, the, am I surprised though? No. No. No, it's the, it's the frustrating thing, isn't it, Frank? Like, you made a mistake, you've seen the video, everyone's seen you made a mistake, just admit it, then no suspension and move on, surely. Yeah, it should be like that. But uh, some human beings have a big ego and they can't admit <laughs> that they're wrong. And, and obviously, that guy is wrong. You know, that's, uh, we can all agree that uh, uh, Vitor Roque didn't touch the players, try even to avoid the tackle. So that's absolutely insane. And I will go to stupid as well. No, no, I think. He couldn't get involved with it during the game. No, no, no. But the, because Barcelona, the referee gave a second yellow. Exactly, yeah, so exactly. VAR couldn't get involved. Yeah. But Barcelona not, have appealed it and they went, no. We didn't say anything. No, well, this is not politics. Yeah. All they're doing is looking after the referees union. Uh, there will be a. They... They've just gone like that when they looked at it. They've gone, Barcelona have said, have a look at this, this is ridiculous. And they've gone, let me just open the drawer of ridiculousness. <laughs> in you go, sweep. I'm going to sweep you in with all the other decisions yeah. from La Liga this season. There yes. you go, in you pop. Yeah, that's drawer is yeah, filling up quickly. The, the drawer is. It, the drawer is getting filled, you know, and uh, maybe yeah. they won't they won't have any rooms anymore. So well, they got a strip the, book when he came on, didn't he? Well, it, that wasn't even a yellow card either. Mm. It, the crazy. defender tried to block him. He did throw an arm up, but I mean, yeah. what, what, what we're saying is a Barcelona sort of 
conspiracy oh, out no, there. Because to... then you could talk about the Girona goal, which was ridiculous as well. And we could go down a whole cul-de-sac there. Uh, Barcelona will appeal yet again. Well, don't think... go down that cul-de-sac. Yeah, one... they've got no chance. Has he changed his mind? I don't know. I don't know. Let's not go there. Uh, so Barcelona, I think, have one more level of appeal to, to go through. Well, they're not going to bother, are they? Uh, and, of course, La Liga is all about the big game on Saturday this weekend. First versus second, Real Madrid taking on Girona. Coverage of that game starts live at 12 p.m. Eastern. Harlan De Bruyne, Stevie and Shepard Spy, Shaka and Naps, all great teammates. But what's the perfect teammate for growing your business? Well, that's Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify makes it easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style with gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com FC. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com FC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com FC. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was Kylian Mbappe's first home game for PSG since suggestions are that he'll be going to Real Madrid in the summer. Uh, he would score as they would beat Brest by three goals to one to book a place in the next round of the French Cup. Uh, Frank, you watched this one for us. Uh, really all eyes are on what sort of reception Mbappe would get from the PSG fans. How was it? That was perfect. I mean, uh, from the from the start to the end, uh, fans were behind him and the first uh, ball that he touched, uh, I was really carefully listening to uh, what the fans would say and they were behind him when he scored the goal, they got crazy. I mean, everything was perfect. And I saw, crazy or not, I saw uh, Mbappe uh, fighting for the ball to get it back when he was losing it. Unbelievable. I saw him tackling, you know, and getting the ball back. And I say, wow, that's a new Mbappe. And Chelotti already has given him some uh, uh, some orders, you know, for next season that he has to work for the team. Now, but that was that was a good game for Mbappe. Uh, that was nice to see the fans not being uh, 
uh, upset about um, what should be the decision. And, uh, and I saw great Mbappe. I was scared on the, the action that we saw on the red card that he got because, he, in fact, he, it was more his knee than his, his ankle. And, uh, and he's fine. He had a great game. He was Mbappe. And uh, he was working for the team and everything was perfect. Well, the way I'm reading that is that... Uh... <laughs> But the, you didn't uh, have to contribute in this segment. It's no, right. I, 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 feel, I feel obliged to say it seems to me that the fans are happy to see the back of them. Oh, that's it. And that uh, no. fed up with the circus. And the big baby, uh, now that he's got his way, is finally running around making tackles. <sighs> no? All um, right. I, only you could see it like that, I believe, <laughs> Mr. Burley. Uh, who's going to replace him, Frank? Oh, no. Oh, no. Tony Ivan. Tony Ivan. Excuse me? <laughs> who, who will replace Mbappe? Oh, well, you know, we talked about Tony. I, I think Ozyman would be a, a, a good choice mm. for, for Paris. I don't know if he wants to go there. But, uh, yeah, um, that's, that's the kind of player we see with the pace and uh, working with Dembele and Barcola. That could, be, that could be also a good match. So uh, my favourite is Ozyman. And uh, since Tony seems to be available, yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good uh, uh, possibility as well. Uh, a lot more on what's been going on in the world of football in the latest edition of the Gavin Jules podcast. That's available to listen to on Thursday. Uh, be sure to go over to the website and to download it. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, meanwhile, there was no Pukal game today because of the rain. You want to see rain? There it is. So it looks like. Good. <laughs> so broken against uh, Gladbach then for Stone. Um, and that's what that's a wet pitch. We've never seen a wet pitch, but that's a wet pitch. There you are. That's rain. Beautiful. Now, anywhere on in Europe, that game would have been on. But Germany, for some reason, just oh. did it, Ray. Oh, really? That is it. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, that brings to the end of today's show. Frank is back. Uh, Craig and Stevie here as well, of course. So answer your questions. What are you doing? For extra time. Talking my it, yeah.
questions about Chelsea today. Welcome to Extra Time. Frank is here. Oh, but the usual. Greg and Steve. Um, how are the panel going to analyse the Chelsea game? It's not Chelsea being good, more so Villa being bad, right? So predictable. I hope they prove me wrong. Well, we talked about this a lot in the show, and I think we gave Chelsea a lot of credit, didn't you guys? Mm. Yeah. 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 The other side yeah. of the coin, I really don't care what anybody thinks, how we analyse the game, because they're in their own little paranoid mind. Yep. In their own little sort of semi-brain box. It's about that size when it comes to football. Uh, that was the most predictable question yep. that I've ever heard. I knew that, you just knew that was coming. And if I'm upsetting people watching this show, but, then so be it. What about people working on the show? You choose the questions. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think they know where they're... Uh, Bread's bottled. How are you, Frank? <laughs> um, I, I'm good. I'm happy for Chelsea and I'm unhappy to read questions like that. It doesn't make any sense. It's like every fan, you know, you, can't, you cannot touch to their club. You cannot say they're bad, even if they are. Uh, you always have to say, yeah, they had a bad game, but we'll see. No, we would have said that, you know, for Chelsea for a year and a half, um, we would have been sacked because that would be untrue. Uh, we mm. have to say what we see. It doesn't matter if we love or not the club. I love Chelsea. Yeah, like I love Marseille, like I love Strasbourg and Laval because I played for them. But I have to be fair. And the reality is, and has been, uh, that Chelsea didn't play well. Tonight they played well. We said it. And if tomorrow they don't play well, we'll say they played bad. And if you're not happy, that's the way it is. And that's the way yeah, you would have to... Uh, to um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So if you're not happy, right in. Frank LeBeouf, Paris, France. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 in. right into that. Yeah. Somebody will <laughs> take it on board and complain about us, and then we'll Craig, did you have a word with soldier on from there. Craig, did you have a word with Pochettino in the positivity, positivity corner before the game? No, didn't need to. <laughs> Aston Villa did. <laughs> Aston Villa did it all full. But no, it was, it was a, a totally unexpected. If you'd watched, not even this season, if you just watched them on Saturday, yeah. or at the weekend, whatever day it was, uh, against Wolves at home, you would never have said that that same, pretty much that same side would have gone up to Villa Park and controlled the game and played in the way they were. You, you just, you'd have been laughed at. Ask Stevie, how does it feel after predicting Chelsea to lose 3-1 and he didn't give them a sniff of a chance? What do you mean, how do you feel? How do you feel? Well, I'll sleep all right, isn't it? You sure? I think he'll sleep all right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if anybody, if anybody had, if anybody had sat, said before the game today that Chelsea were going to dominate this game, blah 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 blah, you, you would have had them locked up. You would have taken them to the hospital and get them checked out. <laughs> Okay. I mean, that's just how bad Chelsea have been. <laughs> this is, this is just, <laughs> I should call this bit extra time. I should just call it ridiculous reactionary tweets. Exactly. Steve, <laughs> some ang Angry Birds. You are playing Angry Birds earlier. Was that exciting for you? Aye. It's taking it old school, bringing it back. Uh, I, can't, I don't know how to turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank and Craig, is this the Chelsea we're going to see from now on? I don't think so. Shit. Talk to me after the lose at Palace. Oh. I don't think so. Frank, why have I you don't. chosen so many Chelsea questions, Frank? Oh, oh what a giant boar. Let's <laughs> bo oh, producer Mike, let's bombard this with Chelsea questions tonight. Oh, 
<laughs> Wonderful. Uh, it, it wasn't Mike, it was the boss. Oh, there you go. The boss? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> Choosing Chelsea questions. <laughs> that's, that's his job these days. There you go. Oh, that's it. Sacked in the morning. Oh, Sacked dear. in the morning for saying all he does is pick stupid questions. Oh, no, you may get a call tonight. Uh, <laughs> I may get a call tonight. I will get a call tonight. Uh, Frank, is this the Chelsea we're going to see from now on? Well, we don't have the answer. We definitely don't, don't have the answer, but I, I would love to see that. And I explained before during the show that uh, if they change their frame of mind, their mindset about just keeping the ball what it was for a year and a half, not getting anything from there, being and, and now paced up the game, being more direct, maybe something will change. You know, when I see Liverpool, it's the way I see the game and it's how I love football. And uh, it's what I want to see with Chelsea. I want, to, I want to see pace like I saw today. Risks, risk, because risks are part of the game. And they, mm. today they did take risks and they, they've been successful. So I want to see that. Will they do that? I don't know. We'll see very soon, yeah? This, this, sh- th- this show's a bit like Chelsea in a respect. I hope not. Okay, we go. This I is hope like not. your awful car analogy. Yeah. <laughs> no, currently, there is no accountability, right? We blame the producer right. for these god-awful questions. Okay. And he and I reckon it was within a second <laughs> right. of me splurting that out. Yes. He blamed somebody else. Yeah. Instead of just saying, okay, I'll take on a chin. Well, it wasn't really his fault, though, in that occasion, was it? If he didn't choose the questions, then he doesn't have well, to say could, that he did. Well, why not? Well, he, he, could, could, well, he could take one for the team. But he doesn't throw the boss under the bus. Bosh. He's throwing me under it again. Uh, Stevie, would you keep Pochettino if he delivers one of the cups but has a poor league finish? Yes. Yeah? I think so, yeah. You've been very nice to Pochettino. Fred. Well, I just... I just... I just... I can't think of any coach in world football that could turn this team into a, any kind of consistent machine. Right. I, I, I just don't see it. And... I like to the fact that the two previous managers are great coaches. Then that says to me that it's not down to the coaching. Certainly not, not in, the, in the largest part. Uh, final question. Why are you so mean to Frank? I don't think we're mean to you, hey? Frank. Do you? Do you feel we're mean to you? No, I think you love me. It's why you tease me. That's the right answer. <laughs> and uh, ah. and it's, what, it's, what, it's what we say in French, you know, we love somebody, tease, tease him. So. So that's what it is. Uh, I think you'll like it because you Jesus know that, that I'm, I'm a nice person <laughs> and I would never be offended by what you say, you know. But uh, that's that's fine by me. I love you. We, I think oh, he's wow. just made that up. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> I've known Frank since around the mid '90s, mm-hmm. almost 30 years. Yes. I have never known anything else than anybody been mean to Frank. Okay, he just has that face. <laughs> but I mean in a nice way. Right. I. Telling him to shut up. Correct. Regularly. Or words to that effect. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> and Frank, it's something that he's had to deal with his whole life. Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, that's it. We're done. I know. That it's too it. late. The answer to all our Chelsea Craig. questions. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, a very diverse uh, group of questions come into the programme tonight. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow for more of this. One swallow makes a summer, Chelsea. I always get the questions in. Oh, dear. And me and you back tomorrow, son, what could possibly go wrong? Last day, I don't care. No, do I. What, last day ever? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow. Maybe for, tomorrow. Maybe, I'm going to swear on the show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>